Welcome to Game Pinions Episode 7. I'm your host, Kalman, and today I'm joined for the very first time by Kimberly. Hi. <laughs> How's it going, Kimberly? It's going good. It's a rainy day. It's nice to have finally have you on the show because we've been talking about this for literally months. I know. I mean, I'm excited to be on my very first podcast um, ever. This is my first oh, yeah. one. I've never done anything like this. So Yeah, so I mean, we're, we're seven episodes in. Uh, I think it's really interesting having you on the show because you don't really listen to any podcast, really. No. So, and you've never been on one before. You just said that. So it's it's almost like I'm getting a, a fresh a fresh person in here <laughs> with that. You know, it's just for me. I feel like because I listen to so many podcasts that I kind of run the risk of like duplicating other things. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a a writer that reads too many books or something. You know what I mean? They start to develop like a writing style and they start. You know, yeah. throwing out some crazy stuff. You, though, are a blank slate. Well, that's... I, I'll take it as a compliment. You're like little. <laughs> you're like a little molding clay. I can I can mold into... I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sandbox. Okay. Game. So, uh, I don't want to put you on the spot. Okay. But, uh, so for... <laughs> so, every time we have someone new on the show, this is a long-running tradition. Uh, so far, we have uh, myself and... Uh, yeah, that's it. So, it's... it's <laughs> It's a long-running tradition where the new like host or guest is going to come on here and they're going to basically tell them their the audience their origin story about gaming. So how how did you get into gaming? Like what was your what was your start? Um it all started when I was like around 4 years old. I was really young and um I would go into the living room when I used to live in Florida. And I would sit on the couch with my mom and dad. And my mom was like a backseat gamer. <laughs> and she would watch my dad play and kind of instruct him. Like, this oh, yeah, is what yeah. you do. This is, <laughs> go that way. Don't do that. And, you know, the whole forte. And uh, my dad was the one controlling it. And it was the original Tomb Raider on the original PlayStation. And that thing would always come up and stop wherever you were. And you'll lose all your progress. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember them getting mad and... You know, they wouldn't throw their controller or anything because, you know, they they understood not to do that, Yeah, it was obviously. expensive to replace the <laughs> controller. Yeah, you know, and then you have to stop everything you're doing and go get a new controller when you're just trying to have a good, you know, gaming session. Oh, you know? yeah. So they would go run and get books, and then they would be really careful. They're like, oh, God, do you think that's too heavy? And <laughs> Just forcefully um, <laughs> pinning down the lid on the PlayStation. Force it to work for them. So that's what <laughs> they would they would do. And um, I used to just, like, watch, and it was the most terrifying thing ever. I don't know why... I mean, the original Tomb Raider isn't that scary, but with, like, the wolves and, like, there was, like, this dark pit. And then, like, I asked about it, and then my mom told me, like, this horrifying tale, like, if you fall in it, and there's, like, this lore about it. I was like, okay, this is too much. Yeah, I, too I was so scared of Tomb Raider, which I don't think anyone ever um, is. It probably so, wasn't the intention of the game to be a you know, I was so young. Game. I was so young. I didn't really understand what was happening even. You know, I'm just, like, watching them do this. And uh, for my birthday, I ended up getting an um, original, like, you know, Tomb Raider in, like, her original outfit, I guess, with a little blue, I guess, tank or like, yeah. her exploring outfit. And it was it was a little uh, little detailed, um, obviously. A little risque. Voluptuous. Oh, okay. um, but obviously, that doesn't click in your heads when you're little. You're no, like, it's oh, not this is you awesome. Yeah. You know, and I uh, had me a nice little cup of soda <laughs> and ate my cake. It was, it was great. You know, I... I've never had a custom cake like that before. And so it was custom Tomb Raider cake. Yeah, it was a custom Tomb Raider. It was pretty big. It could have easily fed 30 people, in my opinion. Oh, man. It was heavy, thick. It was just huge. Now, was the cake thick or was Lara Croft thick? Holy both. <laughs> okay, sorry for the off-color joke. <laughs> I don't know who ended up getting the certain, you know. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Slices. Oh, yeah. yeah. But. I, I'm pretty sure I just got one of the safe corner pieces, but <laughs> so no one could take yeah. a picture of that. You don't want to um, eat your childhood hero. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So um, that's what we ended up, you know, doing for my birthday. I got like some kind of little statue figurine too. Mm-hmm. But I officially didn't start actually playing games until like it was like my first legitimate game. I guess would be Halo. Um, when my dad walked in with the first Xbox and the Halo game. And he's like, all right, y'all, this is just for us. This isn't for y'all. And yeah. We're just ambushing him. We're like, what do you got? What do you got? You know, we're just like ripping his arms apart, grabbing the machine, you know, and <laughs> running it over and plugging it in. And we were the first ones. To play. He didn't even get to play it. First. Oh, wow. It was so sad. He had to watch us play it for his. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it was really sad for him. But that was my first legitimate game. And then, you know, I, I have my cousin who plays games, too. You know, it's. 
I think overall, if when you have three kids or more, or whatever, two kids, I don't know, and you want to keep them busy, get them a constant. Yeah, and seriously, games, yeah. And then they're they're good. You know, they're. There's so have, many different kinds of games people can play and they, enjoy. There used to be, you know, the Barbie, what is it? The horse adventures game that I loved. I was like, yeah. well, I get to go <laughs> find ponies. And, you know, my brothers are like, that's lame. And then the next day I'm over here playing a shooting game, killing aliens. You know, it's just. Oh, yeah. I feel like it's mood based, but there was just so much variety. So that's that's really my first game that I got invested into when I became a little Xbox fangirl for quite some time. So. Oh, man. See, I'm, I'm kind of envious of you because you got to play like, you know, a classic shooter, Halo, uh, when you were younger, and you got to play uh, or got to at least watch Tomb Raider and all that. See, we and I, I explained this early on in, uh, I think, episode one, actually, uh, about the games I got to play when I was little on Genesis. And I grew up with Sonic. I didn't really understand it that well. Uh, obviously, you know, my brother and sister understand it way, way more than I did. Um, what them rings do, right? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, what yeah. is that? Yeah, it's uh, but you, I mean, you you got to play these classic games, and I'm sitting here playing like freaking Pac-Man Adventure, which is like <laughs> one of the worst games of all time, in my opinion. So, uh, so I'm a little bit envious about that. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I was I was thinking about um topics that we could have because I knew we were gonna have mm-hmm. this conversation. Yeah. Um, so the PlayStation Classic is coming out. I uh, don't remember the exact date. I'm pretty sure it's soon. Yay. Uh, yeah. It's uh, the the library. I'm not going to read off all the games. I don't want to get too deep into that area of the mm-hmm. PlayStation Classic. But it's uh, it's actually like a really disappointing lineup for like the core PlayStation fans and the core PlayStation 1 fans. And I mean, it's just a lot of disappointment. We'll, we'll uncover some more of that uh, later on in terms of that. Um, but I think that PlayStation Classic is a really difficult system to kind of make a classic version of because mm-hmm. I feel like the PlayStation and like the Nintendo 64, they're not really super old yet, like to be considered like in that category. Ancient. I know that they are. Yeah. Because I mean, that's PlayStation's first go at, you know, the gaming industry essentially. So I think that for like certain plug and play games like Atari, it's so minimal that it's always going to be Atari. Like, you have to have a heavy imagination to pretend that uh, this little box walking around your screen is a hero, uh, you know, with magical powers or whatever, uh, or, you know, asteroids and all that stuff. So you you have to have a really strong imagination. It's always going to look like an Atari game. Uh, NES, always going to look like, you know, a a Nintendo game. You know, you have uh, the Mario game, the original, uh, Legend of Zelda. It's always going to look the same. Nothing's ever going to change it. There's nothing to really compare it to besides, you know, I guess the newer indie games or whatever, but that's not really like a drastic, like everything's so simple enough where it's easy to navigate. Mm -hmm. Then you have like Super Nintendo. These sprite-based games are always going to be timeless. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're never going to change. You'll always remember them being the same when you go back and play it. But when it comes to Nintendo 64, it comes to the PlayStation, uh, you could probably bring it into the PlayStation 2 and Xbox era, uh, GameCube. Some of the games might not hold up as well, especially now that we're so used to like evolving with the 3D games. These yeah. older games are are very basic, but they're also they also have technical limit limitations that our eyes are just not used to viewing anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you you know you read stories about people that went from like the Super Nintendo era to the Nintendo 64 era and got sick while playing because they just weren't used to that yet. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you go back, it's almost like the same way. These games just don't really hold up that well. So I think it's really hard to it's really hard to market this as, you know, something that the that makes sense for a hundred dollars for a gamer besides for collecting purposes. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like Super Nintendo and the NES are actually like usable. It's still a novelty item, yeah. but it's still usable. Yeah, well, when you have those sprite-based games, I mean, what are you going to do? Come out with an HD ver? Oh, yeah, wait a minute. It's pixels. You yeah. can't really come out with, you're going to change the colors? Like, what else are you oh, going to yeah, do? Yeah. You come to these 3D models, and you're, it's different physics engines. It's different calculations of his jumping height. And, oh, look how unreal that looks. You know, it, it's obviously some different expectations for a 3D game. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you go backwards, if you're not the person... I just don't understand when people go backwards, they think, oh, they're going to come out with an HD version. It's going to look so realistic. When did you grow up? Because, oh, no, yeah, yeah. you know, back then, you know, it, it was rough. I mean, back then, Tomb Raider had polygonal 
you know, breasts. You know, they look like triangles. They look like Egyptian pyramids. It's yeah. not going to change. They can make an HD version of that. But when you go to a console and you're like, oh, we're going to do this whole project to reboot and put our money into doing this, like, you know, let's come back with it, come back with the most favorite games. They're not going to ma- remaster those games, you know, and spend all that money just for you to pay 100 bucks. For oh, the yeah, bundle. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's obvious. I just feel like it's a it's a waste in a way for them to waste time on it when those fan bases understand that going back to that, they know what to expect. They know that like they had fun with them. But really, they're going to check out a hundred more dollars for a system they may actually already have in their house. That's yeah, which they probably do. Exactly. There's, I mean, there's different ways to play yeah. this. Uh, PlayStation Vita is one of the most popular ways to play PlayStation Classics. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that PlayStation 4 has a ton of PlayStation uh, Classics on it, but PlayStation 3 did. Um, mm-hmm. There's different ways to play it that make more sense than throwing out a hundred dollars for a PlayStation Classic when you could realistically get an original PlayStation mm-hmm. for you know, a lot cheaper than that yeah. and all the games for a lot cheaper than that. And it, it could work just fine. You know, I just feel like there people can just go get a, a classic PlayStation and those that were are fans of it, the fan base that they're expecting to really, I guess, buy this stuff. Those people probably already have the PlayStations themselves. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, especially since I jumped from PlayStation to Xbox and, you know, that I still have, I had for a really long time, an original Xbox. Yeah. These people probably already have the systems in their house. Are they working? Who knows? Maybe if you uncover the dust, yeah, dust it <laughs> however off you preserved your technology, may- maybe it won't work and you should chuck out a hundred bucks. But I just don't know how I feel about going back for 3D, you know, consoles that make 3D games necessarily. If it's if it's a sprite game, if it's these, re- you know, really original games, maybe you might have a hope of getting, you know, a good profit off of it or oh, whatnot. Yeah. But yeah. I, I just feel like the, the fun, like you're going to chuck a hundred dollars, go set this puppy up, you're going to sit down and invest your time into playing it. For a game that you might have already played in the past, you're kind of done with, you don't know if you really want to play it. I just don't know how I feel, you know, about that. Yeah, and I in terms of in terms of the game library, I don't really have a ton of complaints, but that's because I'm not super familiar with the PlayStation 1. I never I never had a PlayStation mm-hmm. 1. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I wasn't super familiar with the library and which games are considered great. That's like a part of my uh my gaming knowledge that I just don't really have a lot of knowledge about. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like improvements to the library and stuff, I'm not really sure what I would do. I do think that it's very limiting that they are including the original PlayStation controller, which does not have the dual analog. I believe after that, I'm not sure what year they released it, but they did release a dual analog, which later, you know, evolved into the DualShock that we know today. Um, I think that's very limited. A lot of the games are in that 3D space. You're stuck with a D-pad. And even if they released a Nintendo 64 classic, you still have an analog stick that can, you know, navigate through these, you know, 3D worlds. Um, but I feel like that would even run into the same issues. And, it, you know, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. In, in the modern day, I know this is, I feel like it's a hard thing to grasp for a lot of companies. And it can, it really can hinder them from making profits that if they just put it somewhere else, they could get somewhere. So what I'm about to say is, this is the modern day. We have computers that people, kids, are creating at this point. Parents are like, oh, yeah, just get the parts, put it together. I mean, this yeah. has become the new norm. We are progressing with our technology. We are looking for the next thing. You know, the whole VR thing, the whole this and that. Why go back to the classics if the games may or may not even be considered truly classic games? And and how yeah. much fun are you going to have? Really, it's it's what you said to me. We had a a discussion about this where it's like a novelty item. Yeah, it is. You know, putting it on the shelf. And And it's a cool collector's item. Yeah. It is cool. I think that it's awesome they're having Persona in there. That game, actually, if you're trying to buy the physical Persona game off like eBay or something, it's actually going for like a really expensive price. Mm. It's similar to how Earthbound was. I think after Earthbound was released on the Wii U's eShop, it kind of knocked that down a little bit. And now you also have it on the NES or the SNES Classic. And, it, you know, it also kind of degrades that price a little bit, too. It's cool to have it on there. Um, yeah. I just don't think it's it's functional enough. And I don't know if this is going to, if the library of games that are on there really appeal to the core PlayStation fans that would appreciate having that on their shelves. Because I can't imagine okay. playing too much of those games. Uh, maybe, like I said, Twisted Metal or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
but I, I think that, you know, as a collector's item, it's cool. I just don't think it doesn't seem to me, based off comments that I've heard from core PlayStation fans, that this really delivered for them and something mm -hmm. that they would want to collect. Yeah, I just feel like it's, for me at least, in my opinion, it's a miss. That's money I wish they would have just invested into. Yeah. Any new game companies make and make more games make more games to release that are exclusive to your console if you want to create that kind of competition uh, invest in that you know everything's cross-platform now which i understand but if you really want to hit bank you got to make a good game that's exclusive for your console yeah. make people come to you you know i mean that's how i looked at halo halo wasn't on the playstation for a long you know forever it still ain't you know it's an exclusive to xbox yeah I, I'm never going to let go of that, especially since Halo was good, you know, back then at least. Yeah, I mean, revolutionary <laughs> shooter know. for the time, you know. I was like, oh, heck no, I could never go to PlayStation. I have my Halo, and I am happy. I want to shoot aliens. All That that was me in my little world. I feel like if they had really good games that are going to continue them for years with those fan bases, I mean, you're kind of set. You know, oh, yeah. I just wish yeah. they would have took that money and said, no, this has to go elsewhere. But, you know, that's that's my personal opinion. Yeah, yeah, and I will say that this PlayStation Classic, it is, I think Sony's making a hefty profit off it. Uh, mm. It's literally a, a brick of plastic with an emulator in it. I mean, that's basically <laughs> what it is. It's just a, a little circuit board, and that's that's it. So they're they're probably making probably probably making a big profit. Which, hey, they'll be able to use that to too. to possibly yeah. invest in more games in the future. It's kind of like a you know paying homage to the original PlayStation. I think that. Once again, based off the comments, they probably didn't do the best job of that. Mm -hmm. But I also heard rumors that it might possibly be able to be modified uh, in a legal way, potentially. So there mm -hmm. might be some games that could potentially be added on there. I'm not sure how true that is. Okay. But we'll we'll see what happens with that. All right. Um, so I kind of wanted to move on from the PlayStation. Okay. Um, and this is just and, – and I know you are – you're a big – or we were a big Xbox fan. This is uh, – Something that, that I read, I don't have it on here. I just kind of popped in my head. I didn't put it in my notes. Um, but uh, Microsoft is looking to acquire um, Obsidian. Obsidian is the development team that made Fallout New Vegas. So they're looking to bring them in to, uh, I guess, work with them in terms of first-party support. Or it might be more of a second-party type of thing. Ooh. So... Obsidian, I know you're not the biggest fan of Fallout New Vegas. Mm, yeah, I'm not the biggest, but I mean, they but, were capable of making a game that a lot of people loved. And a lot of people think that New mm -hmm. Vegas was superior to oh, Fallout others. 3. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of people, that's a fan favorite to a lot of people. Yeah. You know, they fixed a lot of like mechanical issues and really it could have been even better, but Bethesda apparently rushed them to get that out. I mean, this is an old story, but yeah. they apparently rushed them to get that out. Um, and I bring up that. Because our next topic, we're going to head into some news stories. Our next topic is going to be Fallout 76. Ooh. <laughs> so, Fallout 76, uh, I think that it's an interesting project. Mm -hmm. Okay? Interesting project. Um, however, there's a, there's a lot of like talk about people that use the beta. Now, keep in mind, it is a beta, yeah. but also keep in mind, it's a Bethesda game. Bethesda yeah. games are notorious for bugs. Mm -hmm. Glitches. Glitches. All kinds of things. All kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, so Fallout 76 has apparently been buggy uh, with uncapped frame rate, which I'm assuming means that they don't cap the frame rate, or at least not into the beta. So you're getting a lot of mixed performance, a lot of slowdowns. It's not locked at anything. Um, and then you also are going to be getting glitches in the physics. Uh, I haven't really dug super deep in it and figure out what that is. But with knowing what I know about Bethesda <laughs> with like freaking in Skyrim with cows dropping from the sky, uh, you know, just random. Th I don't even know if cows are in Skyrim, actually, but things falling from the, the sky the, that shouldn't the dragon be. Yeah. Bones and stuff randomly. Enemies floating. They're dead, but they're falling. It's like, oh, yeah, OK. With things like that, mm -hmm. I can only imagine what's going on with Fallout 76. Uh, a lot of this is stemming from Bethesda's reluctance to move away from an engine they've been using for a long time. Oh. With this called the Creation Engine, uh, it was kind of basically a modified version of their previous engine. I can't remember what that one's called. Yeah. Now, uh, I will say about them moving into a new direction, I mean, when they first came out with, in my opinion, okay, you guys, Oblivion and, and 
Skyrim. I mean, those those system when that stuff came out, there was nothing else that could compare to Oblivion, no, in yeah. my opinion. And so for them to start changing, we got to give them a chance to change their their um, system. In my my opinion, their engine that they're using. Oh yeah, you know they have to try it in order to see if it's going to work. So yeah. yeah. So this engine's old, uh, very old. I'm not sure if Morrowind used a similar engine. Yeah. I think that it was new for Oblivion, and then they continued it on Skyrim. It could have started at Skyrim. I can't remember. Uh, but I'm pretty sure they used it for Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, uh, Fallout 4. So this is, a, this is an engine that is it's modified, but it's still the same base engine. Then, and they're, it's two generations old at least now. Uh, so this was kind of concerning to me because uh, I found this uh, article that was on Forbes.com. And uh, this was, I guess, a... It was from the, the German website GameStar. This is where they found it, and I'm assuming they translated this quote from uh, Todd Howard, uh, Fallout, you know, mm-hmm. basically the creative director. I guess that's what he is. Um, he's basically, you know, he's basically the spokes guy for Bethesda, essentially. You know, <laughs> everyone, yeah, everyone knows, <laughs> yeah, everyone knows Todd Howard. Um, so this was around E3. So it's an old article. I guess people didn't really dig it up. But this is what he said in regards to uh, the, the creation engine that they're using for Fallout 6. He said, for Fallout 76, we have changed a lot. The game uses a new renderer, a new lighting system, and a new system for landscape generation. For Starfield, which is a game that they're going to be releasing next generation, mm. along with the new Elder Scrolls game. For Starfield, even more of it changes. And for Elder Scrolls 6, out there on the horizon, even more. We like our editor. It allows us to create worlds really fast, and the modders know it really well. There are some elementary ways we create our games that will continue because it that lets us be efficient, and we think it works best. So this, to me, is kind of concerning because this means that now this engine, once again, will be modified. However, mm-hmm. it's moving on to the next generation. This gener- this This engine has looked pretty much aged since skyrim right mm-hmm. you already well, have games that are doing more technically advanced things that are kind of reaching the scope of that or have kind of surpassed the scope of that that have more dynamic engines less technical limitations shading, yep ai is appeal. a lot you know mm-hmm. more fluid in terms of their movement mm-hmm. and even their speech i don't think the speech really has anything to do with it but it's no, just that's a different story yeah. okay we're not going to talk about dialogue because I think there were probably in total maybe four voice actors oh, yeah. in Skyrim. I'm yeah. just kidding. But seriously. But you know. essentially what's going on here, and they're kind of doing similar to what Call of Duty has has done as well. You know, you play these games, they feel like they're aging now. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't a super big problem, but you started to kind of feel it really heavily with Fallout 4. It just, it didn't feel like a modern game anymore. It's This is feeling like the older generation of games. And I think... It's just concerning that Elder Scrolls 6 is going to feel that way when there are so many potential upgradable things that they could do for that game, especially since it's so far away in its release and even Starfield. To me, it's a huge missed opportunity, and I think Bethesda is going to box themselves in here making a game that is going to feel and probably look dated compared to these other games that are coming out here. Like, technology's not waiting for him. Well, and, and something else that's concerning about that post is he mentions modders as, you know, the community. Oh, they yeah. know this system well. Yeah. No, modders will come with whatever new system uh, you Absolutely. Have, and you can't hold yourself back just because the community, so like, adores this. They, they understand it. They get it. They want to keep making mods for new games. That's not how you progress. That's no. not how you yeah. change your systems keep going they will they'll fall out the fan base is going to be so strong anyway they're going to find out how to mod that game but you can't hold yourself back when it comes to the actual game that people are falling in love with you know you have to make that game as as best as you can especially to compete with the market you know nowadays yeah skyrim came out there wasn't anything else like it right well guess what you know now mmos people with custom computers there's Games coming out on Steam, there's tons of people that have these great engines, and it looks beautiful. I had so much fun playing all these aesthetic games, and then Skyrim tried to do this. They try to keep up, in a way, with that re-whatever, remastered, 
and people were excited. I mean, you know, over the, you know, I guess some people consider this little, but there's a lot of people excited about the lighting because in the screenshots, it looked like it changed. Well, guess what? It it barely changed. It barely changed. It yeah. barely changed. It looked like they added an Instagram filter, I guess. Yeah. But you know, it's it's sad because other games can't do that. They can make this immersive lighting, immersive surroundings, the wind, the 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 seasons, this and that. We're expecting that with these new games coming out. If we don't feel like, you know, it's we're there. Yeah. Look at this. We want to be excited over leaves blowing on the ground, you know, just randomly. Like, oh, yeah. Where's the tornadoes? Where's hurricanes? Where's lightning? Where's this? Where, we know yeah, which we we've want seen more. That. We've seen that. Like, with, yes. with smaller developed games, we've seen that, you know, type of weather system and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, even combat. That's that's The gonna, combat's clunky. You know, that's going to have to change. Yeah. I mean, These are very stiff games. Even Fallout. Fallout mm-hmm. 3 without Vats. And that's what kind of concerns me about Fallout 76. Fallout 3 without Vats. It's not really playable. It's not really a shooter. You know what I mean? It's very stiff. It's you like feel, playing on Legendary. It's no. like it's yeah. It's like aiming with with your elbows. You know what I mean? Instead yeah. of your hands. Yeah. It just it, there's something off with the aim. Fallout Four kind of fixed that. However, I'm not sure how Vats is going to work with Fallout Seventy Six if you're playing online with people. Well, you know they really comp. In, in my opinion, I know I'm gonna you know people probably aren't gonna like me, but <laughs> um in Fallout Four, I feel like they compensated. With that VAT system, not really knowing what to do, uh, let's just implement you being in a big mech. Because that's going to save it. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that either. I was upset because I want to feel like I'm exploring the environment, not my machine. If I wanted a mech game, I could go get one. But please don't don't make that about the game. Oh, yeah. It felt so... It was like taking care of a child. All right, got to go change your battery. Okay, let's go do this. Uh, Yeah, I was not a fan. I liked how cool it was. And how theatrical it was being introduced to it, but don't make it a requirement just, for me to get to every single place. It yeah. felt like they made it that way. The like, amount of enemies, you yeah, know, and I so just, on forth. I feel like the thing with the power suit is that I feel like that's something that like you're you're striving to unlock, you're striving to get to. So getting it mm-hmm. right off the bat to me kind of killed it for me. Mm-hmm. Like in Fallout Three, you have to work for that. Mm-hmm. You don't just get handed that 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 power suit. Bring the apocalypse, because I think we're yeah, all yeah, going to yeah. be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, I wasn't a huge fan of that. Um, And there's a lot of things with Fallout 3, or not Fallout 3, Fallout 4 I wasn't a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll definitely have an episode dedicated to that yeah. closer to Fallout 76. But 76 coming out, I'm very interested to see what they plan on doing, because once again, the physics complaint, that there really concerns complaint. me um, um, about it. Yeah, and I did have a follow-up. So because of that engine and because how dated it is, you're running into all these issues. Um, and this is not uncommon. This isn't like a Bethesda exclusive thing that they do. <laughs> uh, Fallout 76 is going to be 45 gigabyte download. Okay. Okay. However, there's going to be a day one patch. This is an online only game, a day one patch. Okay. Guess how guess, guess how much the, the patch oh, no. is. I don't want to guess. Guess how much. Uh, okay. Um. Uh, 26 gigabytes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just random. Okay, so the day one patch for Fallout 76 <laughs> is going to be 51 gigabytes. It's larger than the actual game. So you can look at that in many different ways. I like to be optimistic, <laughs> and I like to think that this is going to repair all those issues because of how big the update is. But me and you both know mm-hmm. how, uh, you know, how, how big like Elder Scrolls out. Online patches yeah. are 100 gigabytes i think it was that one time maybe not 100 it, it, gigabytes. well it was it's big it was probably it's around big. 50 it's very 50 big. or 80 and um that that just has me concerned because of the amount of space you have on obviously playing this is going to be the only game probably you're going to have in your library it's or, you know it requires i think 109 gigabytes of free storage in order to download this game oh my gosh so i think that that was what they uh what they had on there so i mean that's that's a massive that's a massive uh update um i believe call of duty though had a similar size inter for that was an online only game too uh i believe that had a, a similar size update so it's not just bethesda no um i would like to think that this is a, a hefty patch for a reason though and it's it's patching things that people you know had problems with because mm-hmm. I, I think fallout could could be successful online i think that it's a really interesting concept like we said before 
Uh, my only concern, and I mentioned this in a, a previous episode, I'm kind of concerned that it's going to end up like uh, Sea of Thieves, where it's a, you know, I'm not sure how open that was, but it's an open world and there's not a lot of things to do in it. Well, you know, ironically, they say open world, but in an open world, there are things to do. There are things to do in different places, different yeah. times. That's concerning. And on top of the whole patch size issue, I know it's, you know, it's big. Yeah, so what? Well, the concern comes when it, the game's coming in like what forty something gigabytes. They have this patch that's bigger than the game. They're fixing a lot of stuff. There's something happening there. There were concerns, I guess, when they released it, and now they're changing this and changing that. That's a lot of changes to do. Did they have the time they needed, really, to to really concentrate on this game and get it to how they want? Yeah. Or did they just shoot it out and then let people decide what was wrong with it? And then we'll fix it, and we'll fix it, and make this big patch. That's That, to me, spells out we're kind of rushing this game a little bit, and that kind of scares me just a little tad. Yeah, yeah, and I think, I think for a lot of reasons this game was rushed out. Um, it definitely doesn't feel like they're, they're taking their time with it. Um, which, you know, concerns me a little bit, but I guess because it's an online game and I mean, you could make the, I'm not sure if this is the, the same development team that Elder Scrolls Online had when we, when we first played that game, uh, it had issues, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the same game it is now. It definitely has made improvements over the years. So maybe because it's an online only game, they're thinking, Hey, let's put this out here. We'll just, we'll fix it as we go. Yeah. You know, we'll get data. We'll collect it. That was part of the reason the beta was out. Um, but you can't fix everything in time for and, their projected launch. You no, know, I'm hoping they have a good, re you know, a really big staff to handle. They have a large fan base. You know, you guys, like, they have a huge fan base oh, yeah, it's massive. to please. And it is, yeah. And with that fan base, I feel like you need as many people as you can to help you with this. So you can get it out on the dates you want, and you're not waiting five more years to release a game everyone's waiting for. Because yeah. it does come with a time crunch. But you have to make sure you have people for that if they need more people get more people to meet the deadlines without stressing out everyone that that kind of concerns me too yeah you know just simple yeah business, I, mean, I guess you know in the uh in the previews that i've also have kind of glanced over one of their biggest complaints is that the world's very empty yeah which is concerning that is concerning i mean it's a big world but what's the point if and the you gaming know, industry is booming with money where's the people now once again they, it was the beta and only select people you know had the beta there's not a lot of you know not like a massive amount that i anticipate probably picking this game up mm -hmm. um and i feel like this game can go either you know one of two ways you know it's going to have these negative previews and then when it comes out you know it just there's something magic about it it takes <laughs> off and then, i mean that's possible mm -hmm. that is possible um but i'm also a part of me thinks that this might just be a colossal failure, <laughs> you know? Well, you know, I feel like every game they've ever come out with, honestly, in my opinion, has been a good game. But on the expectation level, it just varies with different people. This is a game, honestly, we're not really told too much. You see these cute scenes. You see these cute little cartoons. Yeah. You have an expectation in your head. Everyone's deriving it from this cartoon. But when... What are we going to do? Let's like Fallout 4. I didn't know we'd be able to, you know, see our little baby in a crib, walk up to the mirror, customize ourselves. It could blow us away or it can, you know, kind of go, uh, I didn't like the direction they took. It can go yeah. either way. And I, I'm trying so. to, I'm trying to stay. I know I just talked about like glancing over previews and I use glancing, uh, that term as really just a, a literal thing. I'm trying to stay away from this, this game as much as I can. So that way, if I do decide to pick it up on Wednesday when it comes out, um, you know, I'm going to go in fresh. At least I'll have like a clear per perspective. But um, I don't know if I'm going to grab it on Wednesday, to be honest with you. I might actually wait this one out and see what the, you know, public perception of it is. I mean, wait, wait for the couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I, and I, I always like to kind of play a game and decide for myself. It's very rare I'll actually go up and read a review and, and really draw any sort of, you know, weight from mm -hmm. that, you know, or conclusion. Yeah. I like to experience it myself. I like to put in some hours into the game before I really determine whether or not I like it. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, I'm just I don't know. I'm skeptical about this one. Yeah. I really am. Yeah. So I'm gonna wait till I have plenty of time to really sit down and go. Do I like this? Do I not? Why do I yeah, not? You know, I, it takes. You know, you can't just judge it right off the bat. You gotta play it for how they they constructed the game. I mean, they they made it this way for a reason. Yeah. Maybe it's you know, there's like this first 
tough tutorial. Who knows? In the oh, beginning, yeah. it's not fun. Maybe it's too much story. You got to get into a game to really experience what their intent was when they created it, how you're supposed to have fun, you know, and really analyze it all before you start going, I hate it, you know, the first five minutes. So yeah, definitely have some time and play it. And that's that's how I'm going to roll with it. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think that it's coming out at a, like a really bad time just because... You know, I'm still playing Dark Souls. I still want to get to the Spider-Man DLC. Mm-hmm. I still want to, uh, I still want to get Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah. Smash Brothers is coming out next month. And for how good Red Dead Redemption is being touted, yeah, it's kind of concerning that they're coming out in such a, um, I guess, competitive. It's it's very hostile right frame. now. Like if they yeah. don't nail it, I mean, people are gonna still pick it up. It's Fallout. Oh yeah, the fan base is so big. They're yeah. gonna go grab like, it. Like they're not gonna be hurting or anything like that, but. Just in terms of my personal, you know, my personal situation, there's just so many games that are out and so many games that I'm playing right now that this game's really going to have to be excellent in order for me to pick it up right away. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm I'm hoping that it is. I'm hoping that it surprises us. Because you could play with your friends, something that obviously the other games don't really offer besides Smash Bros. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, if it's it's a good game, I mean, I honestly wouldn't be down to the, or I wouldn't be like against the idea of us like playing it or whatever, putting it up on the channel. You know, mm-hmm. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it. I never could really get fully. The sad part is I really liked Fallout 3. New Vegas wasn't my thing. I played it a little bit. Here comes, you know, Fallout 76 where I can, you know, because Fallout 4 wasn't, I tried it. It just wasn't my, my forte. Yeah, I didn't like the suit. Yeah. Turned me off with that. I was like, no thanks. And if y'all think I'm going to take care of this town, you dead wrong. And, you know, I was just kind of flustered over it. So I was like, I can't do this. And I, you know, I'm a collection person. I love that aspect. But with the whole taking care of being a governor, no, thank you. That's not me. Yeah. uh -uh. I'm really looking forward to 76 playing with friends. And hopefully we, not our mechs, are exploring the wasteland and enjoying it and doing some crazy stuff and not having to take care of an NPC. That's not a job I want. (laughs) So Yeah, I I feel like there's not going to be a lot of NPCs in the game. So it seems like it's mainly like players and whatnot. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really hoping that I like it. And obviously, if I end up playing it and we decide this is it, we're, let's put this on the channel. Yeah, why we, not? we might yeah. come out with our own Let's Plays and own opinions on yeah, it. I mean, so it, whatever, we'll see. Yeah, whatever we play, we'll, we'll have a review. Uh, we're also going to be um, starting a, uh, a little series that's going to be geared to us playing games um, and just kind of like our journeys up to that point. It's going to be like a game log. Um, that's going to be a, a podcast that will still be on the Game Opinions feed. Um, it's just going to kind of be its own like side. It's going to be like a side quest here. It's not going to be on like the, the primary feed or, you know, it is going to be on the primary feed. It's not going to be on the, like the, <laughs> it's not going to go in, in line with the actual game opinions podcast, but something um, on the side, it's something on the side, but at the same time, it's, it's very, here's our main quest. That's our side quest. That's yeah. kind of how it's going to, how it's going to go yeah. down. Just, you know, like we'll get more in depth with what we're playing. Uh, and it's 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 gonna be a lot of fun. Like we'll go into like this the stats of like our characters and stuff like that. Our first game's gonna be Dark mm-hmm. Souls remastered for the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll get into that when we have our <laughs> our first episode of that. Yep. Um, how all right? So we're gonna we're gonna move on to the next thing here. And uh, uh, actually, I wanted before we got into the the Twitter topic of the day, which uh, this is when we go through because we don't have people tweeting at us, but. I like to let people know that their opinions are being listened to and appreciated. So we, we go on to Twitter. We look up a certain topic. Today we did the PlayStation 1 Classic. Uh, mm-hmm. I tried to find really positive things about it and was <laughs> unsuccessful. Oh, no. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to be kind of brutal. Um, okay. Before I get into that, though, uh, it's been a while since I've, I've made a podcast, and I wanted to address the, uh, the PlayStation uh, cross-platform for Fortnite. Uh, I said that this was something that they were going to draw out for, like, the rest of the generation and they bring it back for PlayStation 5 and they'd be like, hey, look what we have. We have this amazing cross-platform feature that should have been included since, like, you know, the beginning <laughs> of time. Um, yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> they're they're, they're going to be flexing uh, on that and they're going to allow that to happen. Uh, so Fortnite's going to have cross-platform play. It probably already has it now on the PlayStation 4. Uh, and Rocket League is going to join in as well, which is awesome because now you'll be able to play Rocket League eventually, I think in 2019. Uh, it's going to just have a Rocket League account similar to what they did with Minecraft, like how we can play it on Switch and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to have it for Rocket League, so 
You can play Rocket League with all the stuff you bought on PlayStation 4, on the Switch, and on other systems as well. I think that's going to be awesome. I'm excited for that. Um, so, yeah, good good on PlayStation. You know, they they that is one thing that PlayStation, I think, has been really good at, for sure. I mean, they've been good at a lot of stuff this generation. This has kind of been their thing. And this, this was really the first, like, controversy that they had and really had to address. And after, like, years of, like, or not years, but after, like, a year now of, like, bouncing it back and forth, you know, people saying different things. Oh, we're looking for a solution. Oh, we're not looking for a solution. Uh, PlayStation is the best place to play. Um, so after after a year of that going back and forth, it seems like they finally had a company-wide discussion, met, and came up with a solution. Uh, and a bonus, they also created, uh, or they also found a way to um, <laughs> to change the PlayStation Network names, uh, which yay! is... Yay! For indecisive people like me. <laughs> yeah, they, they will charge you, though. Uh, yeah, no, people are going to be putting some money into that. <laughs> and uh, it's also... Well, we're not going to get super into it. It's also a mess in terms of your trophies for PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita and PlayStation Portable. Oh, boy. It's a mess. Oh, no. All those games are coded in with your old name. It's just, oh, wow. it's messed up. But you only have a PlayStation 4, so it doesn't really matter to you. Yeah, I have no history. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have no uh, repercussions. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to, I wanted to talk about that um, mm-hmm. just because I wanted to address that because that was something that I was like super like confident that they would not fix. Um, so we're going to head into the topic, Twitter, Twitter topic of the day. <laughs> God. Okay. Um, so we're going to go through here. Um, this first one is going to be from, uh, Travi at Waffle Neo. Uh, my PlayStation TV costs less than half of that PlayStation one classic and obviously plays way more, has way, has uh, many more features. The PlayStation 1 Classic has to be the most pointless hardware they've released since the iToy. That is a pretty aggressive comment. Do you remember what the iToy was? Oh, no, I don't. Uh, it, was, it was augmented virtuality, I believe. It was, yeah, augmented virtuality, and it was basically a game that had you on the TV from the camera, and you interacted with the game by, like, moving your hands. Oh, but man. it was based on, like, the perimeter of the camera. It's like Wii or something like it way was, back. It, it was in the PlayStation 2 era. Oh. It was there was dancing games. There was it was a mess. It was a mess. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll definitely That's have a strong a, opinion yeah. too. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's these are not nice comments about about PlayStation. Uh, so, uh, oh man, okay. I try like I said, I tried to find positive ones because I like having like a positive well, Twitter topic being- too savage on twitter look yeah, at them go there is no i could not find a single good one if there are any they are buried so deep and i didn't have time to go and dig them out oh, like man. i tried i even tried putting like excited for playstation Aww. one classic Aww. and all of them were just like i'm not excited for playstation one classic oh, no. it was it was it was bad so uh this next one is from uh murray lane at Ghostman Mus. uh canceled the playstation one classic pre-order sad face Oh. <laughs> just not good enough to justify the price tag. Line face. Yep, money's money. I mean It's 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 a lot. I mean a hundred dollars yeah. for a system that is a novelty item, more expensive than the uh NES and uh Super Nintendo classics. What are you gonna get your kids for Christmas? A hundred dollar PlayStation that has some very few games or an actual console they can play like Switch in a car and just save your money. And just it's, yeah, at that point you'll have enough. <laughs> You know, yeah. that's I mean, just, it just doesn't make sense. It's not. It's not really a logical. Probably a bad time too to release it. Yeah. Per se. Yeah. It's. It's. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Uh, this next one's from Princess Lucina at Princess Lucina at underscore Princess Lucina. Oh. Sorry. Gotta be technical. Uh, I have every system in the family. So, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? Over yeah. There? No. No. I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. Uh, I have every system in the family, so I don't need to do that. But I was just pointing out that they call this the PlayStation Classic, but it doesn't have most of the classics on there. It's better for people to buy a PS1 or PS2 than buy this, how cheap they are now. Um, and I, yeah, I agree. We yeah. talked about that too. You know, with the games, I mean, you're going to have people that don't think those are classics. Once again, it's not really firm, I guess, in yeah what people would portray as the classics for PlayStation. Everyone has their tastes. Yeah, it's very know. objective too. Mm-hmm, you know, it's, very. it's in the eyes of the beholder. Um, so Andy Tudor at Real Andy Tudor says, PlayStation Mini Classic pre-order canceled. So many games missing and bad previews. Uh, exasperated face? 
Well, at least they're putting some emojis to show some emotion. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> Even though I worked at Sony during this time and played the PlayStation 1 religiously at uni, my heart says no to this one, unfortunately. Aww. Sad face with a little sweat drip. Oh, unfortunately. See, that that one, I mean, he was just trying to be honest. No, I mean, I and you can tell that he's a PlayStation fan. And this, to me, shows that, you know, their core audience doesn't really, you know, it's kind of work for Sony, apparently, allegedly. Exactly. Um, yeah. And it shows that they're not really super into it. And that's why I think Twitter's so interesting when you go on there. You get to see a lot of, you can search up different terms. You get to see, like, the core fan base. You can kind of tell if they're just trolls or whatever. Um, but a lot of these people... I mean, genuinely this is, yeah, this is their actual absolutely and I think that's very interesting and, and that's why I like going and doing this Twitter thing because we're kind of digging up things that we normally wouldn't see uh, unless you kind of dig it up um, so yeah I mean that's it's I mean, once again it's sad that this isn't really delivering it's once again it's a very it's just kind of like a niche product you know what I mean it doesn't really yeah. have a huge a huge reach here look we came out with something yeah I feel like yeah, the yeah, news yeah. of them being cross-platform was enough <laughs> Yeah, I mean that. Like that, that itself, you know, was really big news. That was that so. was what Sony had to do. And this, once again, it's it's a cash grab. It's slash, you know, kind of just for collecting purposes. Like, look, you can have this little tiny PlayStation. It looks adorable. Should have had a shirt that said "Buy our merch" or something. Yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so this one, I'm gonna, man, I'm going to butcher this name. Jurabi. Uh, at Lozy 1080p 60 frames per second. That is probably one of the biggest at Twitter tags I've seen. <laughs> that is pretty impressive. Uh, the PlayStation Classic brings back fond memories of PS1 demo disc uh, demo discs because they were a better collection of games than this $100 garbage. Oh my god. Man, that was the last one we had, and uh, that's brutal. That's a brutal comment as well. I mean, it doesn't seem like people are very happy about about it i mean some people are genuinely just upset some people are frustrated some people i, I would i want to know i'm not sure if this is going to be something we can end up digging up or not i highly doubt it but like the re the return rate <laughs> of these things i don't know that's you gonna know, be hard to we'll just go into the cancellations the, the <laughs> just start asking them go all these questions stock. do you have any used playstation one classic oh yeah we have 30. <laughs> yeah, just ask them what their stock is. How uh, they're doing. I can't. I honestly can't imagine uh, them having a ton of stock of this. I think they will sell. Mm -hmm. um, I think they are going to lose a lot of core sales. I don't think it's going to be anywhere near what the NES Classic sold, though. I mean, that thing just it sold like crazy. And they, I'm happy yeah. they they're actually they re put it out there. We should get one of those at one point. It'd be fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I can't I can't imagine it selling extremely well, but I think it's so cheap to make. Like the manufacturer costs must um, be. I, yeah, they must not be losing anything per no, se from no. it. They will make so, a hefty profit. I feel like these. it's just to be active in the market per se. It's so. to have something. It's to have a new piece of hardware out for Christmas. That's essentially yeah. all it is, um, or the holidays. Uh, that's that's essentially what it is to me. So uh, it's once again interesting to see the reaction. Um, people aren't positive. Like there's not a lot of positivity out there. So I know. Don't go on Twitter right now, you guys. Yeah, don't don't if you if you are a huge fan of don't, PlayStation One Classic. Don't fight them, okay? Yes. Yeah, you are you are <laughs> in the minority here because there is a, a vocal majority on Twitter right now that's just bashing this machine. Just stay clear, okay? Just because yeah, I you, who knows how fierce these guys are gonna get yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, you you play your <laughs> twisted metal and you play your you know. And it's you know if it's it's a little system that you could probably get for or you know, fight the system. Post pictures saying how ignorant everyone yeah, else is. Yeah, <laughs> fight fight back. Let your us, opinion be known. Add us so we can we can talk about it. Yeah, we we <laughs> want to defend your cause here. You know, we want to support that. We need some positive reviews. So if anyone has some, at <laughs> at Game Pinion, so yeah, we can uh, talk about Twitter handle at Game Pinion. So, um. Yeah, we are. I think we're. I think we're pretty much done here, right? We're gonna wrap this up. Yeah, I'm starting to sweat a little bit, you know. Yeah, and I actually I got have a to get ready to go up. for work. So that, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's getting late. Um, so Kim, thank you so much for for being on here. Can we uh, expect you back on any at any time, or are you gonna yeah. be a, a permanent? Hopefully, fixture? I'm a frequent one. You know what I'm saying? Like always, player two or something. So hopefully, I always have a spot here. Absolutely, I definitely want to join um up on here and just continue talking with you guys. So absolutely, yeah. I well, I think you did great. Thank you. You know, I think uh, you know, once again, this we, we've been trying to do this for such a long time. So ha having you on here has been a lot of fun. Uh, this is this is something that this is a goal that I set in uh, in the pro prologue episode of Game Pinions where I wanted to have people on the show. 
Um, so congratulations on being the first one. And uh, yeah, hopefully we don't have, we'll have trophies uh, yet, right? No, so. no trophies yet. Okay. Uh, that's not in the budget. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna call it there. So you guys can follow us at Game Opinions. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. That way you don't miss out on any of these podcasts. Um, for those of you watching on YouTube, you see that there's no camera right now. Uh, we don't have one just because our setup is super janky. Kim, you can attest to that. It's um, it, it's it's yeah no yeah. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> uh, that is something we're going to be looking forward to doing in the future when we have uh, a better uh, setup and more things are kind of, you know, better for yeah. that. Type we're not of, about uh, to Skype, you guys. I'm sorry. We want to at least be professional, absolutely. right? Yeah, absolutely. So this way it kind of hides like the uh, monstrosity that we have set up here. Um, but look forward to that in the future. We're definitely going to be able to do that eventually. There's just not really a timetable on that right now. But make sure you guys still subscribe to us here on YouTube. Subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Game Opinions. Kim, do you have any uh, any Instagram plugs or anything or any Twitter plugs you want to? Uh, not, not at yet? the moment. Okay. So coming um, soon. Yeah. If, okay. If people even want it. <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, it, it is what yeah. it is. All right. Thank you guys so much <laughs> for right, having guys. me.